Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 139, and it, it we are pl- we are doing an audible today. We are doing an Ask Pete episode. John got sick over the weekend, and John could not be with us. We look forward to having him on our show in the future. But let's get into it. Thank you to Chris Stone and his fabulous team, Cast Ahead. If you guys, anybody out there, you're thinking about doing a podcast, don't do it by yourself. Do it with a team and give Chris a call because this guy is just incredible and the team that he leads is incredible. Without a further to do, let me just pay the bills real quick. If you've been waiting for some great ideas, 101 new ideas on how to grow your business, buy, sell a million right now on Amazon. I think it's ridiculous. It's like fourteen ninety five. A couple cups of coffee. Um, grab grab your copy and call me at four one nine five six zero three one six nine. It's not a trick. You get a free half an hour coaching call with me. I'll help you implement any idea in the book that you like, and uh, all for fourteen dollars and ninety five cents. I'd love to thank my my sponsor. Um, the Mattress Industry Network Group. What a great group. Um, I believe we're over 2,200 strong. We might be over 2,300 strong. Thank you to Steve Hauk and Greg Gent for sponsoring our show. We appreciate you more than you know. And if you are in the mattress industry, we want you in this group. It's a 100% free group. And you will learn how to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. 100% free. And it is unbelievably great. Hey, Stu, what's up? Hey, Stu, give me a call, 419-560-3169. I want to get you on the show. Been meaning to reach out to you, brother. Um, I have watched an incredible transformation in you, sir. And I want to get you on the show sometime in November uh, or December. Back to Squirrel, Squirrel, Chris Stone is an amazing producer because he tries to keep me on track the best he can. And I am the proverbial squirrel, squirrel. (laughs) And uh, Justin, if you're watching this, you get it. And anybody who knows me actually gets it. Let's get into the show, man. I love uh, I love that like Stu uh, jumped on and, and, and hit us up in the chat and you were like, Stu, come on to my show. Here's my phone number. It's just... To me, that's just that's just awesome. We should uh, listen, Stu. If you're just hanging out and you got a webcam up, we'll bring you on the show. This is uh, right you know, now. so this right is now. live, right? This is this is uh, this is live, brother. Come on, Stu. Sun's out, guns out. Let's go. Uh, if you're interested, hit us up in the chat, Stu. I'll send you a link and you can join us. That's that's how this is. You know, let's let's make it a true Ask Pete. Uh, you know, maybe an official Stu Segura episode yeah. in the future. Right, but why not? Yeah. Why not have uh, people join us and ask live questions with their face? Yeah, are you chicken? Who's chicken? I know Guy Danes isn't chicken. He's been on the show twice. Guy and Kyle, thank you for tuning in. Love my uh, my friends in South Africa, and uh, I love everything I see you guys doing out there. You guys are a positive force in our world, and. We God knows we need that right now. So without a further to do, 
Chris, thank you so much for uh, joining us on a, a complete audible. Uh, okay. But we still have questions that go unanswered. And there's a lot more that questions uh, from where those came from. But I think we're going to have our hands full. So give me the first question, brother. All right, let's hit it. Uh, by the way, before we get into this, Pete, we should let everybody know if if you don't catch the show live and you don't hit us up in the chat, because I mean, listen, it is the middle of the day on Monday. I'm sure there's people that got the doors swinging and uh, you know things are things are happening and they can't always join live, so they join on the replay. But if you just shoot a question to Pete, he's giving you your phone his phone number. You can text him. Trust me, I've been texting him this morning when our when our guest actually canceled. The dude is on his phone. He will reply. So if you've got any questions, we're going to put them here in these shows, these Ask Pete shows. Just if you would, just put like maybe mailbag or Ask Pete or something in the subject line so Pete can kind of get to those questions. We could put those aside and actually put them on the show. So here we go. First question from Larry O. Uh, Larry O says, Pete, I'm a brand new rep and recently I've run into a ton of negative feedback about my sales tactics. Did this ever happen to you and how did you handle it? Larry O. Wow. Uh, Larry, if you're watching this show, jump in. So there's a lot of questions that I have. Um, so you're a new sales rep. The question I have is, how long have you been in the industry? Um, one of the blessings that I had, there's a song by Garth Brooks called Unanswered Prayers. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a rep immediately, super fast. But it was decided that I should work retail first and I should understand what it's like to work retail to learn how to sell before I started selling stores. And what happened for me, Larry, is I sucked. I mean, I sucked so bad. I was so shy that I did not even want to say hi to a customer. I would pretend that I had to go to the bathroom. And in those days, you didn't go back up to the top of the board. In those days, you went back through the bot to the bottom position and had to rotate back up through. Oh. So here I was, a commissioned salesperson, trying to avoid taking ups, married with a baby, and not wanting to take an up because he was so shy. That was me. And I learned that if I continued this, that my family would starve to death. Mm. And I didn't want that to happen, so I learned how to sell. And what happened along the way, Larry, is I fell in love with retail sales. I fell in love with furniture. I fell in love with mattress sales. I became a student and I did everything I could to learn as much as I could. Um, and I eventually, nine years later, became a rep for Serta Mattress Company. Very, very blessed and lucky to work as a company rep for a highly structured name brand at the time company. This is 1991, okay? 1991. And worked for one of the brightest guys in the industry and, and 
some of my teammates to this day I stay in touch with and are dear friends of mine. And the foundation that I received was invaluable to me. And that's why I'm kind of asking, are you new to the business or are you just new to being a rep? Are you well healed? Mm. If you're not well healed in the industry, and that to me means five to eight years of retail selling. And I, when I'm hiring reps, I prefer t- 10 to 20 years, even though I didn't have that much. Uh, because you understand the ins and the outs of retail sales. You know protocol. You understand what you like in reps and what you didn't like in reps. Um, I, I'm kind of going a little sideways here. No, this is great. Back about my sales techniques, tactics. So, Larry, I, I would love to know did they say you were too pushy? What did they say? What was what was the comment? Um, I, I'm I'm just gonna share this with you. I was a young, ambitious sales rep. And sometimes I was too aggressive. And sometimes I got thrown out of stores. And guess what? I learned where that bumper rail was. And I learned not to say that. And I marched on. But I did one thing, Larry. And and I want you to do this. And this is super important. Check your heart. Make sure your heart's in the right place. Make sure that you just don't want to put a commission in your pocket. Make sure that you want to win because you believe 100% that you can change this dealer's life for the better and his or her customers' lives for the better. If you believe that, you will learn from this mistake and or mistakes. Sometimes when we're young, we are too straight to the point. We want to hurry up. We want to win. And we want to do it super fast. I understand that. I am a type A who masquerades as not a type A. But I am the biggest type A. I mean, I sit there and look at a microwave and cheer it on as if it's listening to me to go faster. (laughs) That's how bad I am. My wife will, she's upstairs laughing here in part of this. <laughs> she knows because she lives with me. I am the biggest type A. And when I tell people this, dealers specifically, they're like, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's another side that I don't let you see because the side that I let my dealers see is the inquisitive, curious, completely authentic Pete. I want to know their story. I want to know, Larry, why they got in the business, how they got in the business. Tell me what you learned along the way. I want to know everything. I'm really curious by nature. And that has been one of my greatest secrets and keys to success. I am not just trying to get information so that I can put it in my little formula and make a sale. No, I truly care. And that could be your secret weapon, Larry. But here's the gut check. Do you really care? Do you really care? And maybe it's time for you to back out 
and just take a step backwards. It's the hardest thing to do. I'm assuming you're young. I don't know that. You could be my age. You could be 60 years old. I don't know. If you are, you're in big trouble. Um, I'm just telling you. If you're young and you made this mistake, hey, listen, you made a mistake. You were too aggressive. Maybe you said something you shouldn't have. Maybe your entire approach is wrong. Maybe it's too focused on you and not focused on your dealer enough. And let me say this to you, Larry. If you ever engage in sales that are good for you, for your pocketbook, but are not good for your dealers, you will, number one, fail as a human being, and that is the worst tragedy. But number two, you will never build a career. Never. You will not have a career. Find another industry. But before you do it, check your heart because your heart's got to be in the right place for you to have success long-term. You do not wear well in an industry that is as small is the mattress industry uh, without having your heart in the right place. It's, it, it, it's too small of an industry. There's not enough places for you to hide. People talk. People have these things. They text. <laughs> they talk. Right. They're in the mattress industry network group. I, I, I saw something similar to this in the mattress industry network group recently. Mm. And uh, it seemed like it was a young guy. And, uh, you know, his tactics are just way out of bounds, way out of bounds. And, and Larry, if you can look at this and grow from it, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but you've got to check your heart first and foremost. If it's not in the right place, you've got to get it in the right place. You know, one of the things that happened to me is I got bit by the mattress bug when I was in retail. As a matter of fact, they called me the mattress specialist. Anybody that had a mattress customer in my furniture store would bring them to me if they couldn't close it. And the reason they did that is because, A, number one, they wanted the customer closed. And number two, they knew I was the guy above the sales manager and above any of the senior salespeople that could close it because I was a student of the game. And here we are 41 years later, and I am still a student of the game. And I learn from rookies every day who have only got 20 years in the game. Being facetious. So be a student of the game. Learn from your mistakes. Check your heart. Checking your heart is probably the biggest thing it you know, boy, I wish I had it handy. I know what's coming. I can I can Larry predict. Levine. I knew uh, I um, called it. I well, I, I should love I should've. Larry Levine's Herbal book, list. Selling from the Heart. I love I love Larry Levine. Larry, if you're watching this, I love you, dude. I, I love what you're doing for our business. I love uh it almost it almost feels like a revival of what sales always should have been to me. Anyway. Chris, what did I miss on that question? So, Pete, there is just, as you would say, there's a lot to unpack um, right. here. But there's there's a there's a number of things that I'm getting out of what what you're saying. Um, 
uh, folks, if you're if if this is the first time you've tuned into the P Primo show, this is the kind of stuff you get from somebody that's been in the business for over 40 years. And I don't care what business you're in. If you're in the mattress industry, awesome. If you're in the widget business, if you're in the toothpaste business, if you're just in the podcasting business or whatever, these are things that you can take and apply wherever, wherever. I mean, Doug Stewart said it about your book, Pete. Um, it's not just uh, you know a sales book. It's not just a book about selling furniture and mattresses. Take out furniture and mattresses. It's it's good. But there's there's a number of things that I'm taking from what you're saying. Larry here is saying he's a brand new rep. You talked about your situation, and that was in '91. So if I'm doing the loose math on the back of my napkin here, that means you were probably in the business about what eight or so years. Right in '91, I started in 1982. January of 1982 is when I started. I got on the road nine years as a certa sales rep in June of 1991. So you were in eight nine years in this in this business. Yeah, before things things were moving in the right direction, and you said you fell in in love with sales. So. Larry, you've got to do what Pete is talking about, which is become a lifelong learner. If you're a brand new sales rep, you don't, I mean, you're getting things all over the place. We've all made tons of mistakes. Pete's talked about mistakes he made. In that first eight years leading up to, you know, where he got to where he was at, he made mistakes. He's talked about it on this show. I can tell you that I've made many mistakes. I continue to make mistakes in my business. I made them a few days ago. I'm not going to get into it. It's not related to what we're talking about. But it's, it's, don't make that mistake again. Learn from that mistake. And then you start stacking those things. The second thing I want to, I, I want to touch on here, Pete. First of all, I already know the name of this episode. Like we go live and we're like, this is just going to be asked Pete bringing your questions, but I already know what it's going to be just by, by you talking about this. Because the underlying DNA of what you're talking about is caring. And yeah. it's, it's about, about, you know, you want to use the word selling from the heart or whatever. But you're talking about like everybody wants to, you know, jump to the to the feeds and to the algorithms and go, hey, I can make, you know, you can make a million dollars in three weeks by just clicking this and AI is going to do this. And all of a sudden you can just lay back and you can, you know, coconuts and yachts, all of that stuff. It's just crap. The bottom line and the DNA of all of this and the cheat code is caring. So I think your cheat code as a salesperson, no matter who you are, no matter what business you're in, is caring. And sometimes it takes years of mistakes before you realize it's a long game. It's, it's an absolute long game and you have to be in it. Um, and so that's kind, of, that's kind of where I get out of it. And then the, the thing I would, I would roll back to you, Pete, and ask to you, because we do have a question here from Guy, I want to get to that, is you talked about how you fell in love with sales, right? And you were talking about 91, 92, and all of these things and kind of like, and maybe beforehand... You, you fell in love with sales. For someone who hasn't fallen in love with sales yet and thinks, man, I don't know if I can ever do this. I just hate this, right? It's just not, I'm pounding my head against the wall. I'm not hitting my numbers. I, how can you talk about falling in love with sales? Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on, on uh, you know, what, what gears clicked for you to, to where you're like, hey, this is something I really love doing. This is this is you know maybe the moment that you had as a salesperson or so in this industry you were like, I can do this forever. Yeah, I I could tell you exactly when it was. Um, 
when I finally understood that the rest component to human wellness was something I could directly impact with, with the sale of a proper sleep system. Um, that's when it all changed for me that I could actually make, help somebody that was not getting the proper night's sleep, make them a, a better mother, make them a better father, make them a better policeman, fireman, teacher, you name it. They could be better at it if they got the proper rest and they were not. And how a mattress, um, how a pillow, how a protector, how a sheet set, how a, um, um, how an adjustable bed impacts the wellness of a human being. Then I became absolutely passionate about, um, about selling sleep systems. So I'm passionate about helping my retailers succeed now. I'm mm. passionate. I love the men and the women who bet on themselves and want to win for their customers to help them get a good night's sleep, to help them have a better life. I love those people and mm. I want to support them. And so that's the reason I wrote this book. This is a, a hundred and one little mini chapters that you can implement anytime. You can read the, the last chapter, the middle of the book. It doesn't matter. One doesn't build on the other. It's cafeteria style things that you can do to make your business more profitable. And I've been blessed. You know, I'll never forget Doug Stewart saying there's no such thing as a self-made man. And I start pushing back my head almost started to explode. And I'm like, no, I'm a self-made man. I am. And Who's I, this kid telling me there's no such thing as a self-made man, right? And then I go, what about my mom and my dad? Well, they told me I could be anything, but I'd have to work hard. Well, what about my teachers and my coaches who encouraged me and pointed out when I didn't do things right? And how about this? And how about that? How about my first sales manager? How, how about all the people that said no? Course correction. If your eyes and your ears and your heart's open to it. Right. 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 So that I started to focus on the other person's outcome is the short answer. Yeah. I started. So for you, um, what are you selling, Larry? What is Larry selling? He doesn't tell me. Just says, says he's a rep. Brand new rep. He does. Um, so I don't know if you're selling a product or a service. If you're selling a product that impacts on wellness, that's super easy. And if you are selling a product to a retailer, to a store owner that helps to build his or her business and make them more profitable, that's hugely important. But there's a difference between you artificially rah-rah drinking the Kool-Aid, okay, and truly believing. And you got to get to the truly believing part. And I'm going to tell you something. I was working for a company that I wanted to work for the rest of my life, but they got bought by private equity. And they made me read a book 
You know what the book they made me read was? It was Simon Sinek's book. And I realized that my why and their why were worlds apart. My why was I love this little family-owned mattress company that made great mattresses, great quality, and gave our, our, our dealer, our customer, insane margins with no returns. After we got bought, they couldn't make the margins. It wasn't nearly the product that it was before. The returns were higher and the margins were less. And I no longer believed. And I realized that my company's why was to make money. And that was never my why. My why was my dealer having the ability to make more money and my dealer's ability to have a better life because of that. And when I realized that by me sitting still and still working for that company, when their why wasn't aligned with mine, that I needed to walk away. And if I told you how much money I was making, you wouldn't believe me. And when I told my sales manager, he didn't believe me. He started laughing. He thought it was a joke. He goes, nobody quits making that much money. And I said, I just did. It's not why you're doing it. I was never doing it for the money. I was doing it to win for my dealers so that they would have a better life in their families and everybody that worked for them had better lives. And Larry, you got to get there. I, I I don't know what else to say. Did I answer your your question or a hundred percent? And then and of course all it gets my uh, gears going too. Pete is because you know a lot of people talk about Simon Sinek's uh, book and and finding your why, and that's that is absolutely paramount. There's no no doubt about it. You have to you have to know why you're doing it, right? And so when you determine that and it may be like you're talking about to help people, you know, wake up happy, pain free, to help them become better people, right? And and it sometimes it takes forty years uh, in a particular business for you to to come to that realization. But it's not just about your why, and that's what you just talked about. And this is this is what's hitting me right now. You know, I talk all the time about what my why is, but I have to know what my customer's why is. I have to know why they're going to buy. Why they would buy. And so as a salesperson, I mean, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling a little Victor Antonio here. If you don't understand why someone is buying from you, then you've got it all wrong. You understand why and if it's to serve that person, then why are they buying this mattress? Why are they buying your service? Why are they buying your book? When you understand why they're doing it, when you're not just the science of it, right? Understand the human being and, and why they're, why are they walking into your store? What is prompting them to do that? You know? And if you want to know why people buy from you, get your top customers and ask them. I mean, I just, you know, this is, this is another thing. I'm stealing a little bit from Jeff Bajoric here, right? You want to figure out how to sell more, the people who already buy from you, ask them why they bought from you. I mean, yeah. seriously, why? Why not ask that? They you they already have your you know they already like you, they already trust you because they bought from you. Ask them why they did it. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna tell you. 
Absolutely. Ask them, ask your, your top customers, your top 10 customers, why they buy from you. Ask them, they'll tell you. And Larry, if you're brand new and you've had some success before you had some of this negative stuff, ask them. Right. Even if it's one or two or 10, doesn't, doesn't matter. Ask them why they bought from you. Um, right at the point of sale, Pete. Is that something you would you would like bring me up? I've done it at the point of sale. I do it after the transaction's complete. Okay. After I've got the right. After I have the money. Um, After after they can't return it. No, just kidding. Well, they could return (laughs) it then. A lot of people believe it's better, and I should and I should say this. A lot of people believe it's better after a week or two when it's really all the way put put to bed. Okay. But. I don't sell in a way that my sale is that fragile that I would lose it on that question. Sure. I, I just, and, and the way I look at it, I'm a bit of a fatalist and I, I, that's not my customer then. If, if mm. that would unhinge the whole sale, Wasn't I didn't do my be. job. It's not my customer and the good Lord mm. didn't want me to have it. But that, you just kind of get a feel for you, whether or not you're going to ask it at that point or maybe later. Almost everything I do is by feel. Um, yeah. I mean, I have, I have a structure, um, but it's really more intuitive than it is anything. So, Larry, I hope if I didn't answer your question, please sleep on it, Larry. Next time, walk in with a smile and a box of donuts and have fun. Bob Very, <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> that is that should be in your book that I'm encouraging you to write. Uh, sleep on it, Larry. That you know what? You know great. what? You know, Bob. Thank you for chiming in. And Bobby, if you got any questions, this is great because you know what this says to me. Hey, hey, Larry, breathe. Right, breathe. You know, this isn't. This isn't. You're probably not a surgeon, is my guess. Although right. there may be some surgeons here uh, that are uh, actually saving lives. Uh, that are that are uh, big viewers of the P Primo show, and you're probably not a rocket scientist or uh, you know something of that matter. Okay, so every once in a while we just need to get outside of ourselves and go. You know what? Breathe a little bit. You know, take yep. some time. Go walk. Go get your sun in your face. Um, surround yourself with some people, um, and you know, breathe a little bit. And then next time, do something simple. Yeah, you know, walking with a box of donuts. I just like, I know that sounds so, you know, handwrite a note, you know, um, when you're, when you're checking somebody out of the whatever, just write down, you know, write down something on the, on the, on the invoice. Hey, uh, you know, just something that, that they can read later and go, Oh, that person remembered that, you know, that just goes back to your thinking about it. You're, cons- you're being considerate of someone else. Yeah, it kind of feels a little cheesy, right? Bring in a box of donuts. Hey, it's pizza day. I got a box of, uh, you know, I got a pizza in the in the break room, or you know, things like that. Just feel cheesy. Believe it or not, those that actually like you you stack up enough of those little things. People are like you know what that it's a nice thing to do at the end of the day. Whether or not you think it's cheesy, yeah. more often than not, other people wish they had thought about bringing in the box of donuts, right? So not. Not a bad idea. So, uh, Pete, we've got questions, this is, and and we're already halfway done with the show. We only did one. Well, let me. I just so, want to say yeah. one la- one quick, quick thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Larry, 
if you made a mistake, and I don't know exactly what you said, I don't know exactly what they said, I don't know if it was in person, I don't know if it was online, by email, by text, or by phone. But if you feel like it's possible that you were wrong, apologizing is never a bad idea. And if you know you were wrong, in the light of this feedback, apologize. But don't apologize to get the sale. Apologize because you mean it. And if you apologize like you mean it, you're going to open up a whole new conversation. And Mm. there's always another day. So whatever happened, happened. Learn from it. And trust me, I was thrown out of more than one store. It took a few times before I learned. But I'm going to tell you this. I screwed up in new and different ways. <laughs> so if you, if you learn how to screw up in new and different ways, usually you exhausted the, 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 the bad ways of screwing up and you end up figuring it out. So if That's you're it. hungry and you're eager to learn and you want to learn and you want to win for your dealers, Check your heart, apologize, and get on with the business of growing and becoming a student of the game. Love it. Good stuff. Next next question. Our good friend Guy Danes is chiming in. What really holds sales reps back? Wow. I mean, yeah, this is, it's like you got to come up with one thing here. Um. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I got curly going one thing. One thing, you know. I'm like, it's a great book, by by the way. The one thing. Um, what is the one thing? What is there? That? Okay, thing. yeah. So, so here's the yeah. the real answer to your question is, guy. There isn't just one thing, but. Based on my 41 years of experience in my particular industry, if I were to put it to just one thing, I would say it's this. You don't do enough homework to earn the right to be in front of your prospect. You don't know enough about his or her business. You just haven't earned the right. And I'm not talking about just, you know, searching Google and social media. I'm talking about having conversations with your network of reps. Mm. Most of my information comes from the rep network that I tap into is thousands and thousands and thousands of years of experience. It is broad. It is deep. It is people that I have come to love as brothers and sisters. And here's another thing. If you're a store owner and you're listening, yeah, we talk. Anything and everything you've ever said or done in your store, yeah, we talk. And we we have to do a thorough job of vetting someone before we even walk into the store and know all the positives and the negatives. But the other thing that I think is close, and some people might argue with me that it's bigger, 
Um, you're welcome. I give good vibes because the good Lord's given me good vibes to give. And I guess a lifetime of giving and getting good vibes has been very, very rewarding to me. And uh, thank you. Thank you, guy. Um, but here's the other thing. I think we screw ourselves over mentally. Mm. I think that we have old programs in our head. I think some of us think we're not good enough. And this is what breaks my heart. I want to hug you and I want to tell you, you are good enough. None of us had perfect lives. None of us grew up with the Cunninghams on happy days. And I know that's a generational thing, <laughs> but we didn't have those lives. Nobody had those lives. That's why it was on TV, guys. Nobody had a perfect life. We had things that happened to us that never should have happened to any human being. Do you know how many times I have taken a bottom producer on a retail floor and turned him or her into a top producer by just going in and finding out what was holding them back? And inevitably, what was holding them back was the fact that they didn't feel good enough because of something that happened completely out of their control. A teacher, a parent who made them feel less than they are and less than they could be. Things happen in life. Life is not perfect. And you have to be able to shake yourself off and you have to be able to realize that while that thing was bad and that thing was horrible, that that's not where I want to live. I want to live in a different place. I want these things for these reasons, and I'm going to focus on those things. And that doesn't mean we're being Pollyanna and we're not being realistic. We will write down. We will do a SWOT analysis. We will do strengths, uh, weaknesses, opportunities. Uh, and we will look at the competitive landscape and we will understand what's happening. But I think the biggest thing that holds us back as reps is stuff that has nothing to do with being a rep. I mean, if, if just get Mike Weinberg's new sale simplified. It's the simplest and easiest prospecting book you'll ever read. Create, advance, and close opportunities. That's it. Sounds super simple. It is, but you've got to get the mental stuff and the emotional stuff right. One of the things that I've said to anybody who wants to listen to me, who asks me advice, you have to get your head right but you have to get your heart right. If your heart's not right, the head's never going to be right, number one. And number two, you always trip over it and you'll trip over it at the worst possible times. I am reading a phenomenal book, right? Patrick Tinney's fourth book, You Can't Stop Me. Anybody that is watching this should just stop 
and get that book. You can't stop me. You read the first 30 pages of that book and you don't have a napkin that's soaked with tears, you're not a human being. This guy went through so much that he shouldn't even be standing. And yet he's radiant, he's positive, he's sharing with the world everything uh, that he's learned in many, many years of successful selling. Again, nobody's had a perfect life. There's all kinds of things that happen in our lives that sometimes if we buy into it, we believe we're less than or that we don't deserve. And sometimes, and Chris, you talk to a lot of stars. You know this. There's, there's a thing called the imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. And people have success. And then they go, I'm not sure that I deserve this much success. Now, that's between you and your brain. And you know, you're going to have to figure that out. I can tell you this. I've earned every bit. I've been blessed. I've been lucky, but what you'll find in a in a long career is that the harder you work, yeah, the luckier you get. And that's an old quote. I think it's Thomas Edison. I I don't even know the first person that quote that quote is attributed to, but it is true. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And the harder you work, as long as your eyes and your ears are open and you're learning the lessons. I mean, I look at all these retailers that I have developed close relationships over the years. Th- this book, this, this isn't my book. This is my dealer's book. It's their book. It's hundreds and hundreds of years of retail experience that they shared with me and I shared it with you. That's all. I'm a student. And so I guess I would be another thing that holds up. Uh, sales reps back. This idea that, oh, I've learned it. I'm a superstar. I made a hundred grand. I made 500 grand. I'm great. I'm awesome. I don't need to learn anything anymore. As a matter of fact, people should just take notes and listen to what I have to say. And so you, you close your ears and you close your heart and you close your mind. And guess what? What got you there? What brought you this success? Bit by bit gets chipped away at. And bit by bit it goes away. Because brother, either you're learning and you're getting better or you've closed your heart, you've closed your ears, you've closed your mind and you're getting worse. And I'm sorry if that sounds brutal, but sometimes in love, we need to be brutal. And we need to absolutely tell you the truth. And if you come and watch my show, you're going to get the truth, whether you like it or you don't like it. (laughs) Chris, I feel like I should shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) It's your show, Pete. You don't have to shut up. No, it's like uh, Ringo Starr used to say, uh, you know, people in the South say, well, bless their heart. And then it's usually followed by something that's hard to hear, right? And uh, Ringo well, Starr we, used to say, I, "With peace and love, right? With peace and love, yeah, you know." And then he would follow. He would follow it up, but it's 
You're not see you're not saying that because you you want to talk down at people, but people need to hear it. If you right. know, and well, not you know, some people need to hear it, right? In in order to just kind of say because I think Pete, what you're talking about, and people toss this word around a lot, and that's journey, right? And so if you think about your career less about the finish line, um, and more about how can I continue until the rug gets pulled out from underneath me and we're no longer on this earth. How can I continue to do this? And then you start thinking about when I am gone, what am I leaving behind? If you, if you think like that, then you don't stop, right? And then you, then you become someone like Patrick Tinney. And Patrick Tinney doesn't need to write another book. No. He doesn't, he doesn't, need, to, uh, he doesn't need another however many... You know, um, you know, because this guy's created successful businesses. This guy's created a, uh, you know, and continues to do that. But like, it's just he knows as a lifelong learner. Like, if you stop, you're dead, right? If you don't continue to to do this, you think that you come to the finish line. I've made all the money, like you said. I'm done learning. I have everything I want. Everything, you know. What happens to you is you just end up like falling off the face of the earth. And you sh- you owe it to the people that are going to be here later after you're gone to create something that will outlive you and be able to impact not just the people that are on this live stream and P Primo or not just the people that listen to a podcast or or doing things like that. You continue to learn and you continue to create. And then when it's time... You have no regrets. You don't have you don't have anything you need to worry about. You you and and that, ladies and gentlemen, is your KPI. That's your key performance indicator. Is being satisfied, not being rich. You can be rich. You can very well become wealthy doing all kinds of stuff, and that's great. But will that satisfy you? Will it? Will can you take it with you? Can you? You know. So leave whatever you can behind, not just financially. But what you're what you're putting out uh, into the world, I think um, that's is that a summary maybe of what you're saying? Is that uh, is that oh, accurate? That's very or good. Okay. You know, I'd like to kick it back. I I wasn't sure if it was Guy or if it was Kyle. Guy Kyle, I know there's a little bit of lag here. Um, what do you think uh, the number one thing is that holds? sales reps back. I'm very interested in that because there's no one right answer on that one. It's a it's great true. question. I think generally you can say that 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 mind junk, it's yourself, right? It, it this yeah. what's holding you back from becoming a better salesperson or becoming a better person is you. And there's a million things underneath that uh, that org chart of you. Uh but it starts here, right? And uh Ricky Kalman who's uh who's uh written the book uh, Leverage Your Mindset. Um uh, uh, full disclosure, a client of mine. Um, he talks about your your mindset basically being like software programming. And I think you you sort of alluded to that when you were um, you, you were talking about that. So if you program yourself and you wake up and you say, "I don't, I've got to be, I've got to do sales today. I've got to hit those numbers today," but instead your mindset is, "I get to help someone become." You know, happy and pain free. I get to maybe help somebody become a better postman, become a better you know. Like if you if if your mindset is that, right? You just you you automate. It's a completely different pathway 
that your software right. takes. If this, then that, right? right? And that's a very simplified way of looking at it. Right. But it sets you on the right path. You know, you wake up and you have that mindset and you make your bed and you have a little victory. And then it, like all those little simple things, just like, come on, Chris, just don't talk about yep. this, that, and the other. It, it really works. And so if you, if you stack those things, you know, and then you stack a day and then you stack a week and then you stack a month and then you stack eight years and you fall in love with sales. Right. Um, so here's Guy's reply. So uh, thank you, Guy, uh, for, for checking in. And thank you for adding the emoji here, Guy. That's always a, that's always a plus. You know, I always, I always love when we add emojis. Emojis are good for ratings. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, Guy says, continually daily upskilling with the right thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Guy, if you have, if, what is, uh, you know, what is your, what do you think, Guy? Uh, back to Pete's original question. And anybody else, Stu or anybody else that's watching, we have folks that are watching, please, uh, you know, chime in in the chat. What's your opinion on, you know, what is holding sales? What might be holding you back? Or maybe you've got reps that you manage and maybe you're like, well, you know, nine times out of 10, it's this. Or, uh, you know, this is how I deal with this. You know, certainly chime in and let us know what uh, what might be holding uh you back. There's another question from Guy. Guy says, Chris, do you see yourself as a sales professional? Um, he is, whether he wants to be or not. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not going to even let him answer. I'm answering for him. <laughs> yes, he is. And he's actually pretty darn good, even though he doesn't think he is one. Oh, I know I am. That's okay. okay. I'm, I don't lack in confidence either. No, okay. I, um, I, but back to what Pete was talking earlier, I, have done sales prior to doing uh, starting this podcast business, which I did four years ago. I started this business. Prior to starting this, I had a 27-year career in Sony, uh, at Sony Music, and I was a sales professional, uh, quote-unquote. I mean, I, I had sales on my business card, let's just say. But here's, here's the difference between sales in the music business and what it became, and sales from what you know, maybe the furniture and mattress uh, stores and, and other people that are selling actual units out of their own stores. You know, um, I worked with companies. Uh, I originally started, you know, writing purchase orders for cassettes and CDs and physical product that was shipped into warehouses and then taken on trucks to record stores throughout the... So, so that's how I cut my teeth, right? Having conversations with a buyer, you know, and talking about the new Alan Jackson record that's coming out. And he has had 14 platinum records and, you know, here's this and the other. And the buyer doesn't care about any of that stuff. He only cares that he's going to the Alan Jackson platinum party, which is happening in two weeks, right? So I know that. So when I'm sitting across from my buyer and I know I've got to get him to order 64,000 units of an Alan Jackson record, he doesn't care about anything else but two tickets to the Alan Jackson Platinum Party that's happening in two weeks. So let me. So the story is, and I'll, I'll be really quick with you, guy. The story is, I'm in that conversation, and um, we're and I don't know what's going on with the record label, but I'm I'm having like here's this and here's this, and we're putting together the order. And he's like, "What's the number you got to hit?" Like it was, he was like, "Can we get this over with so I can go to uh, Hooters and eat lunch?" Right. And so we're having the conversation and, and I'm telling him, you know, what the order number, he go, okay, let's, uh, let's do, you know, 36,000 cassettes and, 
Uh, let's do 42,000 uh, CDs and we'll split out here. We'll do, 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 do. Does that hit your number? Cool. And he goes, yeah. So uh, just one thing, I heard that there's an Alan Jackson party that's coming, that's happening uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, I haven't gotten a sent an invite yet. I was like, oh, really? Uh, and I was, I was kind of shocked. So I was like, there's got to be some mistake, right? And so he, he takes his phone, you know, physical phones, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he takes his phone and he puts it on, he puts it in front of me and I, I pick up the phone and I call Cheryl who worked at Arista Records. And I said, Cheryl, Hey, it's Chris. I'm here with Tony. Um, uh, Tony said there's an Alan Jackson party this in a couple of weeks. And he said he hadn't gotten an invite and I'm holding the phone and he can hear Cheryl talking out of the side of the phone. And, uh, she says, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there about that. Uh, we just, it's more of a private party. So we're just inviting family. Chris, it's fine if you want to go, but we're just, we're just inviting kind of, he, you know, kind of like we're, we're cutting the the list down just for family. I said, Oh, and I kind of looked over at, at, at the buyer and he gets this look on his face and he kind of smiles a little bit. And I said, okay. Um, all right, Cheryl, I'm, I'll call you back later. I hung up the phone and Tony says, I tell you what, you take that Alan Jackson order. And you cut it in half, and you tell the family to order the other half. <laughs> uh, Tony Godwin got an invite in 10 minutes. It was couriered over to him while I sat there. Wow. So I knew that my buyer, before I walked in there, I knew that party was happening but I had assumed he had gotten his invite. He was always invited to that, but I didn't think about it before I walked in to sell it. Mm. Right? Know your customers. Or know your know your customers. Why? Why are they buying? He's not buying that because he he wants to fill his warehouse with Alan Jackson product. Um. So that translated into digital, and so I didn't have to hit numbers necessarily as a sales rep because everything was digital. So it became a trade out in kind. It was it was more like we'll do this. We'll have the artist do this for you, Spotify, or we'll have this do this for you, Apple, and in return you'll give us all of this visibility on your service. So it became more of a you need to have those relationships locked in. If you don't have those relationships locked in, you're not getting any of that. Doesn't matter how great the artist is, how great the product is. If you don't have the relationships locked in, you're not getting any of that. So, I don't know, Pete, does that, is that, uh, uh, so anyway, Pete said you need to love sales as a professional, so. Yes, you do. But you first have to love your, your outcomes for your customers and 100%. Thank you so much, Chris. That looks like we're, uh, we're, Pumping up against the hour. I went quick, man. We didn't even get to the other question, did we? Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it for the next Ask Pete. And again, if anybody's watching and you have any questions for Pete, um, hit him up. Uh, the uh, All of the stuff here is you can hit him up on the chat. You could, There's an email address. There's a phone number that he's given out. Make sure you put like something like a mailbag or Ask Pete or something in the subject line when you do, uh, if you do send an email and that way uh, Pete can uh, put those aside and we could uh, we could answer those and maybe get those a little bit more, get to a, a few more questions um, during uh, during the show as opposed to one or two, which is what we've been doing here for the last, uh, the last bit. 
Anyway, Chris, thank you a million for not only being an awesome producer, but being an awesome co-host. And thank you, sir. Um, anybody out there, you're thinking about doing a podcast. Don't do it by yourself. Give this guy a call. I mean, seriously. Uh, cast ahead is a great team to work with. And Chris is the best and help him grow his business guys and gals. How do they get a hold of you, Chris? ChrisStone.contact. Go to ChrisStone.contact and I'll put it right here uh, in the chat and uh, as a banner. So if you, uh, you ever want to get a hold of me for, for whatever, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the tubes. I'm on there. You just go to ChrisStone.contact and you connect with me there. Guy, Kyle, Stu, thank you for being here and looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Take care. Thanks. Selling milk. Like-